sentient AIs? We are the Architects of Entropy, and this is episode 12. No? You're yeah, Joey's. No, I, I no, didn't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, that was like a 2 out of 10, I think. That's, yeah, no, that was, yeah. That was, was uh, a valiant, yeah. No, it was a valiant effort. Yeah, it, you know, it seemed topical, but um, not, yeah. We'll get there one of these days. Yeah, well, I'll, we'll I'll figure there. it out. I mean, we're only 12 episodes in, so I think we have plenty of time to, to get our opening line <laughs> set. <laughs> Uh, or, or perhaps just a running gag. I don't know. So y'all might have noticed, uh, those of you who can see me, obviously you can't, those of you who are listening to this, but, uh, I, uh, right now I have a mustache. <laughs> I have a mustache when normally I have a, a, a goatee. I was going to ask about that, but I thought it might be rude. No, I'm in a show where I'm playing a, a person uh, who has a mustache because he was a, a real person and that person had a mustache. Now, no one is probably going to remember what uh, Mayor John Francis Highland looked like, but he was the mayor of New York City in uh, in the early 20s. And that's who I'm playing in a show that uh, will have long since been passed by the time people are hearing this. But you should tell people about it just so. <laughs> just so. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, I uh, I keep seeing myself with just a mustache, and it's just, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how I feel about it. So, you know, I thought I'd let everyone know that when I recorded this, I had a mustache. Well, it explains why well, you sound so differently. Yep. <laughs> he does, <laughs> might, he does sound That's how different. I should have started. I should just say, you might be able to tell from how I sound that I currently have a mustache. It's so cool. I don't know what's going to happen in this episode, but that's how we started it. So get set. Oh, I'm I'm ready. My body this is ready. This shit's about to get real. <laughs> Alrighty. So we are now halfway through this uh, transport job. You know, successfully evaded capture from some bounty hunters. Gotten into hyperspace. Your package apparently is alive. Yeah. Uh, you have presumably the digital consciousness of a centuries old industrial magnate. And he is very confused. Right now he is inhabiting the terminal of an old crazy drunk who used to run this ship. And it uh, looks like you have finished your hyperspace trip uh, kind of abruptly. A little early, it feels like. So we'll just, just get right to it again. Just right to it again. We'll pick things up in action. You are in the cubby that the captain, uh, Remy Moreau, has, <laughs> has, uh, has taken over. And angry computer man is staring at you. And your ship is shuttered and uh, apparently is coming out of your jump. So, Muffin, handle that. Handle what? We, don't, we still don't have a working nav computer. Go see what just pulled us out of hyperspace. Please. I will I'll go check the engine. We are in hyperspace. We were in hyperspace. It doesn't feel like we're in hyperspace anymore. Where? Use your words. That's how we communicate nowadays. Something is... Something is here. Something is here. Would you like to elaborate on that? And the screen goes blank. I guess he would not. Uh, Muffin. You run yep. up to the cockpit, and you will see that, indeed, you do appear to have dropped out of hyperspace, and you are just in a vast section of empty space with an F comp that is not working. I've got good news! 
Okay. We made it? No, we're completely fucked. <laughs> How is that? Like, there's just, there's just a banshee. How is that good news? <laughs> I was trying to soften the blow a little. Skip it. <laughs> We've, uh, we're out of hyperspace. Problem is we're in the middle of nowhere. None of that is good news! Oh, no, no, we've left good news behind. <laughs> Nav computer's completely fucked. I guess I'll start trying to fix it. Remy just appears in the doorway. Our friend has gone from my terminal. When does the good news get here, Muffin? Isn't that good news? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit. <laughs> no, that actually sounds like good news, right? I'm gonna smack you. <laughs> oh, Alright, I guess I'll try to fix a nav computer. I'll come up and help you. Uh, okay, so you're just kind of in an empty section of space. You're not exactly sure where you are. I uh, imagine it's probably possible to figure it out some way. What's the challenge right now? What are we trying to... What does failure look like? We, we die in the dark of space? Rather uneventful into the crop. The thing you have to do right now is try and figure out where you are. Okay. And then if you are indeed in the system you're supposed to be in now, you have to get to the planet you're trying to get to. So, um... All right. Well, let's, let's start with that then. Well, I would say that that would be a study challenge, right? Of comparing the starscape and various bullshit sci-fi sensor readings to <laughs> what we have on record for other places. I think it's an attune to attune to where the stars and stuff are myself. That's actually super That's, valid given the setting we've yeah. built. Yeah. Alrighty, so these are both controlled for standard effect, really. I mean, failure is you just, you just, you don't, you don't know where you are. So you'll have to figure out something else. So it's not a huge risky situation other than the inherent, you know, being just kind of lost in space. Do we get a robot if we're lost in space? Well, no. yeah, we just picked up the AI. We also have a recon drone. <laughs> oh, you could probably use a recon drone as, a, as an aid into this or an asset to help us. Uh... Well, tell me about your recon drone, because the description of it, as per the rules go, is a small drone for surveillance, mapping, and intelligence gathering can be given simple instructions. An example, search the mine for heat signatures, use comms quality when contested. So tell me about your recon drone. Uh, uh, what does it look like? You know, that's the only uh, description given. Other than that, it's a it's a recon drone. Hmm. Do we think it has the ability to operate in space? I mean, it wouldn't be much of a recon drone if it couldn't. Mm -hmm. I think it does both atmosphere and non-atmosphere. That makes sense to me. All right. In space, how much of a range would it have? I don't know about a lot of range. Probably like, not a super ton of range, but, yeah. you know. Probably a couple hundred clicks. The equivalent of orbit. Okay. Like probably get from the Earth to the moon. Okay. So, like, orbital range, but not any further. Yeah. I think in space that would probably be, uh, yeah. All right. And how's it powered? It's nuclear. Okay. I, I'm just coming up with questions that we can... <laughs> it's nuclear. The souls of the innocents. Wow. If it gets on drive, we're going to have to throw you in there, Muffin. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're the only one of us that could actually feed it, so. So why don't we send the drone out to help map the area? Okay. Yeah, I'll say whatever you're trying to do to figure this out, you can use the drone. I'll let that give you a bonus die. So here's my thought process of how we should probably handle this. Muffin, why don't you use the sensors and use the drone, and I'll try to assist you with by attuning to where we are, and we can help speed this up. Okay. I mean, that depends. You have a better role in this than I do. Do I? Mm -hmm. Okay. You have the better attune than I have study. Oh, okay. I just assumed you'd have a better study. Okay. So I can attune, and then you can assist me by studying. That's, That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, that's probably the simplest way to do it. Um, so what's the base role we're looking at here, Pat? Well, it's this is going to be controlled for standard effect. It's nothing, you know. Okay. Can I push for greater effect if I use one of the dice that uh, are being handed to me? The aid or whatever? You can push yourself or take a devil's bargain Okay. to increase effect. Yeah, um, yeah, we don't have a gambit, so yeah, no. All right, I'll just roll the four dice for, at controlled standard. Okay. Are you sure we don't have a gambit? No. Yeah, I used yeah, you, you used, you used oh. the last one you had. Uh, I got a six, though, so. Okay. Alrighty. So with a combination of the recon drone providing basic telemetry and information and positioning of the stars, using that knowledge, you kind of reach out and focus your mind outward so you're looking at okay this star here this star here and then you're able to kind of pull a larger map around it and that gives you more of a solid idea of where you are and you find yourselves in the Verata system but you are pretty far out and just flying inner system it'll probably take you about four more days to get to uh, Nihil, just flying subspace, essentially. What you can do to compensate, you can rig a temporary solution. Yep. And basically what that will do is that will mitigate the damage for a certain amount of time. So if you wanted to rig a temporary solution, you could get the nav comp up enough to perhaps do a short jump within system. But the risk of that is I believe it's just further damage. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do that? You won't hear anything bad from me. Go for it. Seems like an idea to me. All right, and I can aid you this time. Okay. Sound fair, Muffin? Yeah. Just looking at I don't I don't know if the, you know I'm assuming this is right. I'm looking at your sheet here, Muffin. Mm-hmm. Have you spent your last stress on your stress box? I did. Okay, Uh-oh. here's the problem. Uh, when you do that, the the consequences of spending your final stress, now this is something that I probably should have looked for before you aided, is you basically are out of, uh, at least out of the scene. scene, and you get a trauma. Oh, no. Four traumas, and you are forced to retire because you are you are too messed up. I mean, I'm lost in space right now. That is the worst possible thing that could happen to someone from the Trade Guild. So here's what I'll say. Throughout the course of this whole situation, 
everything keeps going wrong. The nav computer's broken. I don't know how to wrap my head around what this guy did to it. Whenever we get lost, we're going to wind up somewhere. We're going to be, you know, who knows what could happen. We could get attacked by some kind of monster. Oh, look, the computer is alive and it's starting to try and take over parts of our ship. And then you're like, okay, we're lost. Here we are. You're sending out the recon drone. You are just panicked kind of the whole time. It's just like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. There's a star. There's a star. There's a star. I don't know what any of these stars are. I don't know where we are. You know, you you are used to, you know, traveling great, great distances uh, mm-hmm. in the vast of space. However, when you're in the vast of space, you're in a big, safe ship surrounded by people. Everyone knows what they're doing. Everything works the way it's supposed to work. There's backups to backups and fail safes to fail safe because, you know, the, the, the haul has to happen. There's no failure. You know, it's just like you lose your route, you lose everything. So it's just like this is not something that's supposed to happen. I'm the only one. I feel the only one knows kind of how to do this. And then I have this mystic over here who just messes with things. <laughs> and as you're getting this information and just kind of spitting it out to Zemgis and Zemgis is just kind of like standing there and looking and calm as a Hindu cow, just kind of <laughs> putting the math all together. You're like, this makes no sense. And uh, uh, you just kind of are, you've kind of gone bye-bye for a minute. I think I should take the trauma condition paranoid. Okay. Oh. Alrighty. So uh, I think Muffin starts to have a panic attack. If I don't fix this, we're all gonna die. I don't think I can fix this. Oh fuck, I can't fix this. I can't fix this. I can't fix this. Oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. <gasps> you are out of commission for the time being. Oh Zemgus, you broke Muffin. Yeah, I, I Alright, what do you need? How can I help? Um well I'm gonna try to uh mystically attuned to this nav computer to try and do the to affect the probabilities of uh, wiring these stuff together um, yeah. All right. um can you just kind of assist me somehow you have any you ability, mechanical abilities a little bit a little bit and right. from the inside of their coat pocket they take the probably the jury riggiest of multi-tools okay just like, you know, you got your, you know, it's kind of like the Swiss Army knife of, like, it, it's basically a Leatherman, and it's like, all right, let's do it. All right. And they go they, they go underneath, and they're just going to start jury-rigging the hell out of it. All right. And I'll kind of be guiding you through the warp, if, if that's even something that you think might work, Pat, with a tune. The way these games are uh, ultimately supposed to work is you <laughs> theoretically should be able to roll pretty much any action for anything. Now, obviously, there are limits to that, yeah. but I don't think that necessarily this is out of the realm of possibility. Okay. I mean, Patrick, and I'll offer this up as I don't know it like a devil's bargain or anything, but as he's tapping into the warp to guide Remy. Remy might also get influenced by the warp as well, something they do not want. <laughs> right, yeah. And that might open up uh, an avenue of further character development, um, which would be railing against something oh, uh, from the past. You have to let me into your mind. Yeah, and that's not a thing they want to do, but absolutely, Jilly will do it. 
So I'm going to throw this out right now. I'm just looking at your sheets. Mm-hmm. And oh, Remy actually has two. You have two, two right? in rig, actually. Right? So you do have some skill in this. So it would be much easier to do this the using rig. However, how you aid is kind of in more or less flavor, but not really. I mean, it can still affect you. So if you are trying to aid Remy through use yep. of the warp, you know, you know a little bit about you know Remy's situation from your previous job, but you don't really know the backstory of their relationship yep. to the warp and how it's kind of been almost like the bane of their existence in a lot of ways. But what I will say is to rig... I'll just call it a risky for standard effect. And the standard effect is you will be able to get the nav computer online to do a short jump to where you need to go. Okay. However, there are potential consequences that I, uh, I'm going to kind of keep in my hat for now. But I mean, on the line right now is really just being able to do it or not. You know, like if you can't rig it, then this nav computer's still shot until you can use a downtime action essentially to fix it. And you're just going to be kind of rolling around. So yeah, I'm going to call that a a risky for standard effect. All right. So I'm going to roll two dice because I have two dice in rig. I I will assist you with a tune. So that will give you an extra die. Yep. Okay. And I could assist you with rig, but why would I do that? Yeah, why would you do that? Two, three, four. Okay, four is four is a success. Four is a it's a success with a consequence. So you are able to rig this uh, for a short jump. However, the consequence is going to be that you have unwittingly allowed Zemkis into your mind. Mm -hmm. You can handle that however you want. But I'm imagining it's probably not something you're really, really crazy about. And I think almost Zem gives us almost second nature for him to do that. Uh, so I will leave the consequence as a, uh, uh, a roleplay consequence. And then I will, I will say this one more thing about roleplaying, and then I'll shut up and let things happen. Uh, since we have someone with a trauma now, we've broken the, the, uh, the seal on traumas, which is good. I've gotten a trauma before. No, not, not you haven't. Ooh. Oh, no, no. You've not oh, no, spent that's all a your harm. stress. That's a harm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, You've gotten harm. Yeah, harms harms come and go. Traumas are forever. You cannot get rid of trauma. Oh. Once you have it, you have it. However, a trauma is not designed to hinder your character. It's designed to give you opportunities to role play. Uh, you will notice that, you know, XP trigger is struggle with uh, issues from your vice or trauma. So... Uh, you could have a trauma and you just push through it all the time, you know, but in those instances where uh, it makes sense to you that this is something that's going to be a hindrance to this, uh, you are rewarded for playing it. Or the more you have, uh, the closer you get to being done. So you're able to plot in a course from where you are to the planet Nihil 687 and... That jump should only take a matter of a couple hours from where you are kind of at the edge of the sector. So uh, you are shunted back into hyperspace again. Uh, This time you are not using a crazy weird dark hyperspace lane. So hyperspace looks normal as far as hyperspace can. Look, Remy, I can help you get over your aversion to the warp. I can can fix you. Zemgis. Yeah. I'm going to say this once, because you're, you're a nice enough sort. Ever mention this again to me, and I will throw you out the nearest airlock while you sleep. All right. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's go find that crazy-ass computer and see if he's gotten in any more of our systems. And as you do that, the lights on the ship start to dim. I fucking said it. Why did I fucking say it? And kind of brown out for a second. And they come back online. And you will notice that some of your instrument readings on the ship uh, start to just go a little bit goofy. Mr. Faust, I will remind you that you are a guest on this ship and that you should behave yourself accordingly. And we're taking you back to your old company. That's got to be something, right? That's got to be good. And at that point, a readout screen on the front console of uh, the cockpit pops up and you see the face of Matthias Faust again. That wasn't me. What do you mean that wasn't you? Something is trying to take control of your ship. Oh, shit. Oh, that's a fine time for... (sighs) I will need help. All right, what is... I will need help. What is the nature of... Isolate the system. Okay. Something is here. Do you know what system it's in? Because I can remove it. It is currently working its way to the engines. All right. It is not... It is not... I don't know what it is. It is wrong. It is wrong. Now, Remy looks at Zemgis with a face, and that face definitely belies a lot of, I don't understand what's going on here, and I smell some bullshit. You start to hear a a sound coming from more towards the engine room that is concerning. Look, uh, I kind of believe this guy. And right now you're in jump, so if something interrupts that, it could at best pull you out of warp, at worst just, uh, you know... Blow up the ship. Blow up the ship. Well, I mean... <laughs> this is just the worst time for your mechanic to be out of commission. Womp womp. Well, dramatically, though. It's the best It really part. works well. Yeah, actually, yeah. Remy heads down to the engine room. I'm coming with you. Yeah, I, like... They have no idea what they're going to do when they get there, but, you know, more lucky than good. Let me try to find this thing. Okay. If it's uh, wrong and uh, entity in here, I should be able to find it through the warp. Alrighty, so I'm assuming you want to attune to try and find this entity? Yes. I mean, considering the kind of stuff you can find out there. Yeah. Alrighty. I'm going to call it a risky for limited effect just because uh, until you kind of have some idea of what Mm -hmm. you're kind of reaching out almost blindly. Yep. Um, What would be a devil's bargain? Uh, Oh, okay. Devil's bargain for effect. Well, devil's bargain for whatever. I I will say, um, oh, okay. Yeah, this is easy. Uh, Reaching out blindly into the warp, you will risk uh, taking a, a level two... Uh, psychic strain. You will no. I'm sorry. You will take a level two psychic strain. It's a devil's bargain. It doesn't right, maybe right. Happen. It happen. It does happen. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. And right. uh, are you using it to raise effect or are you using it for an extra? Using time? it to raise effect. Okay. You will find it uh, and be able to identify it. Uh, I got a four. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, Remy, you're watching, uh, once again, it's this uh, crazy, I keep wanting to call him an old man, but you're not an old man. You're like a oh. young guy. Um, but you have an old man kind of feeling about you. Yeah. A timeless Weird. soul. 
you see Azem just kind of reach out and he uh, is kind of just scanning. He's just holding his hands out, looking out, just moving and moving, moving Soiloric towards the engine room, getting close to the engine room, and his eyes will focus as you're seeing. So right now, uh, you're looking at the jump drive. Uh, Muffin, what does a jump drive look like? Um... By the way, I love this because I don't ever have to make any, any descriptions up. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> it's disturbingly small. A box underneath the main engine, which takes up the majority of engineering. To get to it, you have to lift up a panel in the floor in front of the main engine, slide down a ladder, and get into the compartment where it's held, uh, nestled tightly, the majority of the power goes to cooling this thing. A box about the size of an easy chair. No screws, no no obvious panels, just power connections and all sorts of exotic matter held within. But of course, the ship is ancient. While the stock box would not have any panels or anything, over the years, people have needed to get into in there and have cut their way in. So there's a couple of panels that have been uh, kind of duct taped on. <laughs> that should not be there. If you open them up, there's complex circuitry and wiring all around a central soccer ball sized circular core of shiny chrome material. Jill, why are you shaking your head? What am I doing here? What even am I doing here? So your ship looks nicer on the outside, but in the inside, it's still kind of a lump of crap. Uh, So yes, Zemgis, as you're looking, your eyes do kind of focus on this area of the box that has uh, has been given the duct tape treatment. And uh, uh, you're seeing the duct tape kind of peel itself back and... You zero in on that spot, focus uh, all of your uh, psychic energy on that area that that is starting to mess with, and then you see a creature, a uh, you see a thing, you see a being, uh, a small green little guy. It looks like a little person, all like a solid dark green color. He is wearing what looks to be coveralls, like a mechanics coveralls that are covered with grease, but it's all, of course, various shades of green. He uh, has a uh, a very kind of gaunt, skinny body, but a big, large uh, head (laughs) that seems to be way too big for the body, has long, pointy ears that go back. And a series of, of like, a hornish protrusions that go down the center of his face, and his eyes kind of glow yellow, uh, and that's a warp gremlin. Oh, no. You're looking at a warp gremlin. Um, this is uh, a, a more common and annoying feature of uh, warp disturbances in uh, in hyperspace. These little fuckers just, like, want to fix things and make them better, but their idea of fixing things is really just wrecking them, and secretly I think they just like to make things explode. These are nasty little critters. You will take, uh, yeah, you take a level two harm of psychic strain, but your attunement to it has basically made it kind of manifest in reality. So you have kind of uh, uninvisible to it with your uh, attunement, I will say. So all of a sudden, uh, Remy, you are also seeing this thing and it's ripping back the duct tape and it's going to climb into, uh, it's going to climb into the jump drive uh, mid jump and uh, start breaking things. 
No. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I would like to grab the little scamp by the back of its overalls and scruff it like an unruly puppy. Oh, so cute. Okay, so you want to grab it? What is the action you would like to use um, to do how that? Scrap. Because I do believe that we are scrapping at this point. Scrap is appropriate. So I'm going to call this, yeah, I'm going to call this a risky, uh, I'll call it a, uh, call it a risky for standard effect. You're just trying to get your hands on him. All right. He, uh, of course, does not uh, want you to get hands on him. So uh, depending on how this goes, you are risking either this thing just getting into the engine or, or possibly hurting you uh, physically. Mm-hmm. So, but it will be risky standard effect. All right. You have a scrap of one, so that is you are you're at one die. Yep. So, uh, how do you want to how do you want to do this? I got a four. Oh, okay. So you rolled. Okay. So yeah, you reach out and grab uh, this gremlin. You're able to pull it out of the engine, but it does bite your hand, oh. and it's going to give you a uh, a level two harm uh, bite <laughs> bitten. Uh, what I will say is, if you resist this harm, I'll drop it down to a level one harm. Um, I would love to resist. Yeah, you're gonna roll your prowess. Um, you haven't used a lot of stress, so... I have not. Alright, so it's two dice. It's two dice. Yep, two dice, and, uh, six minus whatever your highest roll is. Six minus two... Okay, so you take four stress, but your, uh, <laughs> your level two bitten is a level one bitten. Alright, alright. Oh, you little bastard. Okay, you guys do have some harm, not a ton. That's fine. Uh, so right now, if physical stuff that could be affected by your being thrashed around and bitten, you will, will have less effect. That is the risk of, of harm. Um, and obviously, uh, Zemgus is sporting a level two harm, so that is uh, Psychic Strain is a minus one die on mentally kind of stuff. So that's going uh, to be rough. But you have the gremlin in your hand, which is, it's not in the engine, but it is in your hand. Uh, yeah. Zemgus, are you doing anything? Well, this is okay. going on. Are they intelligent? Are they sentient? They are sentient, but not reasonable. Okay. Um, they they think they're helping. Okay. <laughs> but they also don't like to be interrupted because they're you know they're doing their work. They're like me, but extreme. And they're not necessarily helping you. They're helping the machine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> In that case. Yeah, I'm going to bash it with my staff. Okay. Using my fine melee weapon. Fine melee weapon, and, okay. And uh, I guess that's a scrap. That Yeah, okay, so a scrap. Uh, okay, so it's a fine melee weapon, so that will give you... Let's see. So I'll call it risky for great effect, but if you can bash this thing, you can take it out. Okay. But if you don't, it's going to get away. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that's six. Okay, mark a gambit. You have a gambit now. Hot damn. So, Remy, you were able to grab this little bastard out of the jump engine, and it bites you hard on your hand, and then Zemgus spins around uh, with his little slap bracelet, pulls it up, staff pops out, smashes the gremlin, and the gremlin just kind of splatters everywhere, but is uh, is gone, and uh, you are now uh, got some uh, gross uh, gremlin ichor on you. I hope this is easy to get out of fabric. <laughs> I'm sure Muffin would know if he was awake. Gonna go run myself under some water. I'll make sure we're still pointed in the right direction. Thank you. 
you are still pointed in the direction. Luckily, he wasn't able to get in the jump drive, so your jump will continue, and then about another hour will go by. So in that time, however, you have not seen Faust pop up anywhere. Once you kind of dealt with that gremlin, he, he's you don't you don't see him. So you're not not really sure what's going on with him, but he is the moment does not appear to be messing with your ship. As long as he doesn't pop up in the shower, I'm copacetic. <laughs> All right. I'll grab the nearest piece of cloth that's not mine, lying around, and wipe myself down okay. from Goblin Icker. If it happened to be somebody's clothes, oh well. <laughs> I can't really notice. Okay, so eventually you guys pop out of hyperspace, and you are now in the orbit of a Nihil 687. The planet you're seeing is... You know, medium-sized planet. It's a massive ice caps compassing 75% of the surface. You see there is signs of civilization and, and lights and stuff in the polar regions. This is where the corporate enclaves largely are. Um, the equatorial region is fairly temperate with several island chains that are presumably teeming with life. Also, in the south pole of the planet, there is a large and kind of growing web of lights kind of spreading out as the recently moved corporate headquarters of Quantum Dynamics are are slowly kind of taking over the bottom part Mm. of the planet. Quantum Dynamics is a uh, company that is owned and operated by uh, AIs, and they have come to this planet because it is just a lot better to house their massive data cores. Where it's cold. And, you know, humans and sentient flesh creatures don't like to be there, so they can get a lot of work done. (laughs) Hey, and eventually it'll just expand the temperate area. Yeah. (laughs) That's just terrible. There are a lot of folks who fled the nanovirus uh, on some of those islands, reportedly. You have been given coordinates to the uh, ATE corporate enclave on the planet. So when you arrive... I will say that, Tristan, you are kind of out of your panic attack, essentially, so you are okay. However, you know, this situation has has left you very affected. Yeah. So, you are back in things. Your stress is clear, but your trauma is now beginning to manifest. There's weird goop on the floor in the engine room that was not there before. Tristan will kind of shakily come into the cockpit. What? Why is there goop in the engine room? Oh. Oh, here's a towel. I forgot to clean up the uh, warp gremlin. It's going to burn through the plate, isn't it? No, I, I really don't oh, think man. so. Oh, man, we're going to have to... We're gonna. It's going to burn through the plate. It's going to get right into the engines. They're going to seize. I, I, no. I got to go clean that up right now. All right, but it, it will be fine. It's been there for a couple hours. He, he's already uh, gone. Really? <laughs> he's already gone. This is what you're going to have to get used to. Really I was almost like, to? no, Johnny, well, oh, never mind. <laughs> yes, yes, it will. Absolutely will. You've, and and by the way, obviously being someone who's uh, spent most of his life in deep space going through the warp, you have heard of warp gremlins. Warp gremlins are a, uh, a real problem, uh, especially when people uh, go, you know, places they shouldn't. Yep, I gotta clean that so up. So you've heard of right. them, and you've heard all manner of stories from uh, from the just annoying kind of poltergeisty stuff to like all of a sudden the uh, the jump drive core just goes critical and the whole thing goes. So, yep. And right now you believe them all. Be there right now and I need to clean up that mess before it burns through and seizes the engine. I go check on my vest. Your vest? I got all over my vest. 
My my wonderful, colorful vest. Here's the thing. Oh, no. You're not going to be able to get the stains out of this vest. However, as you're looking in the mirror, you realize that the pattern that the stains have landed in this vest have created this kind of really intriguing kind of chaotic splotch over the multicolored vest that you think, no, you know, you can make it work. Matter of fact, this is probably an improvement. Kind of look down on it, at it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know? It, it, it just adds character. It's character. You've faced challenges before in your life, and this is, this one is not going to get you. No, I, I can, I can rise above. <laughs> I'll walk by. As soon as you come out of your room or whatever after admiring your new vest, you're like, I couldn't get it out, huh? Yeah, it's got a little bit of a funky smell. <laughs> Just keep walking. <laughs> you're sure that will wash out. <laughs> I, I get knocked down. I'm going to get, get up again. again. <laughs> they take a belt from their flask. <laughs> throw the shoulders back. All right, let's get to work. All right. So, you know, as you're following the coordinates you have to uh, get to the AT Enclave, you are hailed. Uh, your comms uh, uh, beep with an incoming message. I hit the button. I put it on screen. Huh. You made it. I am a, I, I'm as surprised as you are, honestly. I gotta tell you, if I didn't have a, a, a lot of help, uh, I don't think I would have been able to get here nearly as fast as you guys did, but whoever whoever wants that thing has connections. It's Captain Kath. Oh. Well, hi. There is no way they should have been able to get here this fast. And the only thing you can think of is that somebody would have had to have been able to push them through Venture like in lightning speed. Do, do you have a twin? Because I could swear you look just like the guy who tried to accost me back before. No, no, that's that's me. And uh, uh, yeah, if you, if you do have him on Viz, uh, you see, um, well, a matter of fact, I, I think I can probably show you what he looks like. Oh. A dashing, <laughs> handsome uh, man with brown hair. He is wearing uh, this uh, kind of greenish armor. Um, he has a tattoo on the side of his face of kind of like a claw-shaped thing. Ice blue eyes. Uh, just dashing as all get out. He's so dashing. Man, that that that's that's a shame. I, I, you don't have a twin. Yeah, I gotta say that um, they they really really want this. So um, yeah, I can I can imagine. I don't think you want it, though. I don't want it. I want the credits it's going to bring me. I think if you get it, it will be much more harm than it's worth. Because this box has done absolutely nothing but caused me grief since it came on board. And at that point, your engines start getting loud again. But not in like a, they're going to fly apart way, and like a, we're going to start going really fast way. Muffin, yeah. muffin, stop it. I'm flirting. Stop, I'm not doing it. I told you this stuff would break the engines. It looks like your subspace engines are starting to spin up as if your ship wants to spin around and ram into that other ship because you don't have any weapons. 
Oh, oh no, that's a terrible idea. Uh, what, what, what's going on? What are you doing? Hey, hey, this is, <laughs> hey, this is not this... smart. What are you doing? No, it's not smart, and I'm not doing this. Uh, Foss, um, Foss, Muffin. No. Muffin, no. stop it. I'm not doing this. Uh, Foss. Uh, excuse, please hold. I'll be right with you. I put, um, <laughs> I put the dashing. You're not hold. And I start yelling at Faust. Faust's face comes back in the screen. Stop. I Stop. will not now be taken. Evasive maneuvers done. Evasive. So this is what's happening. This uh, crazy AI is trying to ram your ship into this bounty hunter ship. No, he's cute. You're not really sure if he knows or cares what a bad idea this is? Well... Can I use a carefully chosen, you know, eight words or so to sway him from doing this? Like, you blow us up, you'll die too. That seems fair. What calls it desperate for standard effects? Yeah, I'll say, yeah. I feel pretty desperate. Uh, just because he is risking, basically, almost certainly wrecking the ship and hurting you all very badly. Also, you know, there's also a chance that, you know, if your ship does go hurtling towards this, the ship might have no choice but to fire on you with a similar consequence. That's what we're talking about here. Can I assist with Helm? Y- you can assist, yeah. All right, I will do so. Do I get four dice on this one? Uh, is your sway three? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah, go for it. Well, one, three, five, six. Okay, all that matters is a six. Hell yeah! Uh, Alrighty, so please let us hear your argument to this AI. You blow us up, you'll die too. I can't help you if I'm dead. That's a good argument. It is. I cannot go. I will not be taken. I am alive. I am not a machine. I am alive. Okay, Johnny. (laughs) I have much to do. I have empires to build. You built your empires. There are many more mountains for me to knock down. There are many more rocks for me to uncover. I am Mateus Faust. I am the man who conquers rocks. This guy sure likes rocks. He really does. He really does. Remy will not say how sad they think that is, but (laughs) will bring back Mr. Dashing Bounty Hunter Man on the comms. Hi, me Gan. What the fuck was that? Uh, it was you crazy. Thing- no, it was the no. thing you want. What? What? What do you? What do you mean? The cargo that you want just tried to take over my ship. Ah. Uh, yeah, it got out of its box. I don't know how. You don't want this, okay? Whatever you think you're getting paid, if you get this on your ship, you won't get paid. You will get dead. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna need some kind of action. Yeah, uh, that that I, I like sway. I love sway. Okay, sway's sway's great. Uh, I'm telling the so. truth, but I just do not want. McCullough's risky for limited effect because uh, this is a weird, weird story. It is, and I understand how weird it sounds. But all right, eh. I got okay. a five, two ones, okay. and a five. Okay, he will pause. Look, uh, I, I want to see it. Come on over. All right, so here's the deal. I'm going to come over, just me, unarmed. Very kind of you. And then you hear, 
Are you crazy? You're gonna go in there without a weapon? What are you, nuts? Yeah, because I look so damn fearsome. Tana, it's gonna be okay. Don't go in there. Don't go in there. They're crazy. Don't, don't believe her. Don't believe them. Don't believe them. They're a shyster. I know. I know all about those sorts. Uh, and then you see in the screen next to him what can only be described as a, uh, a big weasel <laughs> who looks like... Aww. You see what you presume to be a member of a very, very rare race known as the Esog. <laughs> they kind of almost look like uplifted weasels. And uh, this one has brownish fur, has an eye patch, is wearing armor, and is bristling with weapons. <laughs> and you are uh, right now looking at the mechanic and weapon specialist uh, <laughs> who is known as uh, Xana Foe Crusher Hardwater. Don't worry about it, Xana. Xana, uh, you're, you're welcome to come as well. We'll have dinner. It'll be nice. Oh, yeah, right. I'm not stupid. No, but you might be hungry. Okay, so once you kind of have this all figured out, they will dock with your ship, and Captain Noble Keth will come on board. I'll share with you the whole crew. There is Captain Noble Keth, uh, there is Xana, there's uh, Roth, who is the pilot, and Bramble, who is another member of the crew. So those of you who are familiar with Campaign 1 will see the uh, strange doppelgangers of Zika Hardwater, the Knight of Brambles, Sir Nolan Keth, and uh, the uh, God. Now I'm trying to remember the name of the halfling. Um, The drunk halfling that uh, uh, was uh, friends with Nolan. Um, God, now his name is escaping me. Um, But... Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's re- that's what you're looking at. Uh, they come aboard. All right, so. Hi. Hi. Let's take a look at this thing. Yeah. See what we're talking about. So, um, we'll go to the galley. Yep. Because they're not getting in the cockpit. But yeah, no, not. no, no. Yeah, you have a nice kitchen. Yeah. So, there is, like, a small spread on the table. And then she'll kind of tap the uh, comm screen. Mr. Faust, we have guests. Come on, talk to them. You cannot summon me like the help. I am summoning... Why are they on the ship? They're going to take me. Not if you... Why don't you take me? Where are your internal defenses? Why does the ship have no weapons? We're a goddamn cargo ship. Why? Wow. You were not kidding. No, I was not. Wait. Is that Matthias Faust? It is. I don't He's know who he dead is. dead for like 500 years. Yeah, and it I hasn't... I am not dead. I am alive. It you? hasn't improved his attitude I any. I will you and all of your family members. I will see you destitute thrown out into the streets. Mr. Faust, you will not threaten people while you're on my ship. I swear to God, I will purge this computer system and you along with it. And at that point, the ship begins to kind of light up again. Something is happening. Do not make me whip out my kill switch. I will not be taken. I will kill us all. I will kill all of you. Uh, And you once again hear the sounds of uh, the jump drive spooling up in a dangerous fashion. I'm going to unplug the jump drive. Enough of this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So so Buffett goes down there, pulls off the uh, plate that had been cut in the jump drive, reaches in pulls a cable out of a plug. Alright, I'm gonna need some kind of roll. 
I would assume so. I'll call it a risky for standard effect because you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah. But it's also very, very dangerous. But if it wasn't you, it might be worse. All right. I'll roll two dice for this. Double fives. Okay. Well, uh, it's not a mini crit, but it is a uh, a success with a complication. So you are able to uh, shut down <laughs> the jump drive again. However, yeah, you're going to suffer a... Uh, uh, that's going to be a level two harm. Uh, shocked. You hear him say some things. Some things that you should not say. You would not expect Muffin to know. Muffin? Wow. This has been a bad day for Muffin. <laughs> yeah, you're able to stop him from spooling up the jump drive player, but then you're, you're starting to hear other sounds of other systems in the ship kind of coming on, and it is uh, it's starting to get pretty clear that this thing uh, is, is becoming less and less happy with its current situation, and you're hearing a lot of noise, especially coming from the cargo bay. Just so you know, we're taking you back to your old company. You can be in charge again. Uh, you're going to want to try and talk this guy down. Um, it's just going to be I, hard. I it's getting harder and harder because... I would love to try to talk this guy down. I mean, just to get him to calm down enough so we can like, we can discern what the f*** is wrong with him. The problem is, the more he's kind of coming online, the kind of crazier and harder to deal with he's becoming, and dangerous. So you might be able to, you know talk him down for a minute, but it's going to be rapid, rapidly hard to kind of control this thing. But it is possible. I mean, if anything, I think it would be either a... a, The multi-pronged attack approach would be that Remy keeps this AI talking long enough for either Zemgus to attune with it and then kind of take it over... Yeah, yeah, take it over the, yeah, like, okay. calm it down the warp way, or for Muffin to find a way to shunt the motherfucker back into the box. Okay. So you want to buy some time, and we'll try and shunt it back into the box with various abilities. So what I'll do is I'm going to call this, uh, I'm going to call this what you're doing, I'm going to call this a setup action. So, uh, depending on how well this goes, it will, it will influence how much easier it will be for them to actually, like, put the thing back in the box, essentially. So, I'm just going to call this a risky for standard effect roll. If you succeed, you will be a plus one effect or improved position on, uh, on the action that they use to actually get this thing put away. Well, I mean, I could use Sway. It would be, yeah. you know. I, I think Sway is fine. I think Sway... Okay would work. Uh, it's definitely a thing you have the best chance of doing. The only real consequence of this is whether or not it's going to help them. You're right. essentially distracting him while they can put him back in the box. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I'd like to... I, honestly, Remy's curious about what what he's on about. Taken by who? Are, I mean, is, is this AI happy that it might go back... that it's going back to AT? Or does it not want to go to AT? Why doesn't it want to go to AT? What the hell is going on yeah, here? You're a pretty good student of behavior. This is almost ringing like just like a crazy, confused, broken mind that is just seeing danger at every turn. And all he knows is whatever he thinks he was, because obviously somebody's tried to recreate his consciousness in here, but it's not 
you know, uh, Renee was right. He's not ready. Um, he's a he's a broken he's a broken toy with a really bad set of programming. Remy's gonna use that, you know. Hey, okay. Renee said that you might have some difficulty, but these are your these are your people. If anybody's gonna know how to fix you, if anybody's gonna know how to make you happier and, and more comfortable. You don't want to be stuck in that box, and you definitely don't want to be stuck on this ship forever. So why don't you go home where you're supposed to be, and learn how, and, and basically learn how to be you again. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> I believe in one, three, five. Okay, that's good enough. I believe in you. I'll I'll start it at risky for limited effect. From the setup action, you can either take plus one die or. Uh, I will say you can take plus one effect or a, or a bonus die. I feel that makes more sense. First of all, what's who's what's the action? Who's going to do it? So Tristan, you want to lead this thing uh, with Ray right. or something, or do you want me to rig or hack or? So we're just trying to shut them down. You're basically just just trying to flush it from your systems and isolate it to its own uh, enclosure, essentially. Okay, so and actually, are you guys going into the cargo area? I'll do it from. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. If you're looking at the box, you will see that there are, like, physical cracks in the box. Oh, jeez. So that doesn't necessarily mean that's the only way to do it, but something happened and he kind of was able to physically affect the box. Probably, like, overheated it and then cooled it down and then overheated it. It depends that the thing just broke. Uh, but there are a number of things you can do. But, yeah. I will go into the cargo area. Okay. Uh, looks like we should just slap a weld on that, on those, on those cracks. All right. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, you will need to flush it out of the system and then... Contain it? It's a combination of flushing it out of your computer system and then sealing the box. I I won't divide it into two rolls. I'll just call it one, you know, one thing. Okay. The spirit of how the rules of these games goes instead of having it like, then roll a stealth roll, then roll a this roll, then roll that. Just make it all, we'll make it all part of one big action. All right. I know that Renny is giving us a die, right? I gave you something. Uh, you get you're getting either a die or better effect because right now it's limited effect, so that means you'd be able to temporarily patch them in. Nope, we'll go for the bigger effect. Yeah, a standard will make it more of a permanent thing. Remy, are you helping? I, Remy already I did. Helped. Remy did the same. Remy, I meant Zemgus. I will help you, and then I'm going to pass out with a trauma. Oh, oh no. okay. Well, you don't have to. No, no, no. I, I, I think it's good. I think it's actually okay. a good... Okay, uh, Alrighty. Well, yeah, okay. I am going to push myself. You just had one more person. Okay. Why not? You got full stress. So part. that's uh, two dice, four dice, three dice. Okay. okay. Yep. So here goes. Oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> a two, a two, and a one. Oh, no. Well, that wasn't good. What happens as a result of the failure of this roll? We'll find out in two weeks. <laughs> no! <laughs> we have a hard out, so it's time to go. Uh, and then we'll finish this job one way or another, and then there'll be downtime, and it'll be, everything will be fine. Everything will be okay. It'll be fine. It'll be great. See you all in two weeks. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.